Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello and welcome. What's going on out there, everyone? How you doing? I hope you are all doing well. Hanging in there. If you're listening to this around the time it comes out, we have just passed the midwinter mark in the Northern Hemisphere. It's uh, it's still dark and it's still cold, but we're starting, perhaps, to see signs that spring is coming. The days are getting a little longer, although where I live, it's going to be cold for a good long while still. I am totally over it, but I was reminded while listening to a podcast on flowing with the seasons instead of fighting against them, that I should remember that this is a time for rest and recovery and to take my time, engage in a little self-care and enter the spring rested and refreshed. This is also a time to be planting seeds, just tiny little ideas that will flourish later in the year. And I thought that was such a remarkable reflection on what we're doing in this series. We're preparing the soil. We're preparing our energy to be really ready for big new things in a few weeks. We're planting ideas in our hearts and minds. We're learning what needs to happen within ourselves so that when the time comes, we'll have a beautiful garden of results. But you can't rush plants. You can't rush seasons. And now is a fantastic time to be looking within, to clear our energetic channels to remove anything that isn't going to help our gardens grow. Remove things like fear and doubt and intentionally replace them with nutrients that encourage ideas to manifest like love and gratitude and joy. Which is exactly what we're doing today, working with Heart Chakra Manifestation Basics. Manifestation work in the lower three chakras like this can be tough. It's scary. And acknowledging that we feel fear can also be scary. But when we can do it, we clear out the path for new things to come in. And that's where the heart chakra comes in. If you've been listening to this series, and I hope you have, because each one builds on the next, or it can anyway. But if you have been listening, you've heard me talk a little bit about how like attracts like. The vibration you're putting out is so much of the time the vibration that's going to come back to you. Now, 
part of this is just neurology. Now, I don't need to tell you that I'm not a neuroscience expert. If you are a neuroscience expert, please reach out to me. I would love to talk to you and get a better understanding of what I'm about to share. Humans have something called mirror neurons in their brains. Basically, they're brain particles that light up both when you're performing an action and when you're observing it. They help us understand other people's behavior and may help us develop empathy. Essentially, they help us understand what other people are doing and why. Now, we're not always right, of course, but these neurons help us with making a good guess. And if we witness an action, these mirror neurons might light up with information about that action and cause us to respond as if we ourselves had taken the action. It sounds complicated, but you've seen this happen. It's It's what we mean when we say someone's mood is contagious or someone who brightens everyone's day when they're around. Or on the other side, one person's angry behavior can make an entire room full of people angry. We're social creatures and we respond to other people's actions and moods. Of course we do. And that's great if someone is lifting you up. But if they're pulling you down, that's tougher. I hear a lot of people say the phrase, good vibes only, and I I totally get that. Life is a lot easier if you only have to react to good vibes. But two things about that. First, it's unlikely that your vibes are good all the time, so why would we expect that of others? I really don't think I'd do well in a world where people dismissed me at the first sign of a negative vibe from me. Or only let me be around if I was 100% positive. I'm not. No one is. At least not genuinely. And I don't want to be the kind of person who lets go of a relationship because the other person needs to be lifted up sometimes. Now, there are certainly exceptions to this, and I've mentioned them before, but I'll do it again now. Abusive relationships of any kind. It's not your responsibility to change a person's behavior. And if that behavior is abusive, then it's time to let that relationship go. Make no mistake about that. But I'm talking about holding space for people when they are temporarily negative, just as I hope they'll do for me. Which leads me to the second thing. We have the capacity when confronted with someone's actions and emotions to respond differently than our mirror neurons might want us to. If someone comes at you hard with anger, I know our first instinct can be to come back harder. Oddly, this is sometimes especially true with the people we're closest to. Our partner comes home after a bad day and snaps at us for no reason. So we say, what's the matter with you? And then we both have a terrible night. That's, that's just neurology in action. But what if we got better tapped into our heart chakras? What if we cultivated the ability to create a little space between the receiving of the vibes and the putting out of new vibes? Now, it doesn't mean you have to let people treat you badly, but it's leaning into non-reaction. To say either aloud or quietly to yourself, 
this is not the energy I want to have right now. And then using what we create in the fourth energy center to bring something new into the world. Now with time and practice, we can start a new mirror neuron cycle of our own. Not every time, maybe, but often enough that the universe will notice. So what does this have to do with manifesting? Maybe it's obvious to you, but I remember when I finally figured out that if I was acting in love and gratitude, then more of that would come back to me. And when I consciously developed it, and and I'm still working on it, no illusions that I'm perfect, but when I consciously developed it, it got easier and more good came my way. And this is manifesting. Whatever fuels your actions emotionally, that's the result you'll get. When we act in fear, even if we get the result we want, we end up with more fear. Here's a little story about that from a client I worked with recently. She was trying to manifest a new relationship, which in these socially distant times is, is hard enough, but she was doing it from a place of panic and fear. Her divorce had been finalized a few months ago, uh, maybe about six months ago when we started working together. And while they'd been separated for quite a while, she hadn't really come to terms with the idea that the relationship as she knew it was over. Due to some childhood trauma, she was just absolutely terrified of being alone. Even though she has friends and a work community that she loves. So... So she was out on dating apps, just trying to connect with anyone at all, which again, we're social creatures and we crave connections. So I get it. But unfortunately, the vibration she was putting out wasn't one of connection. It was fear. So she'd end up talking to a lot of people with fear problems of their own, and it would just devolve into two people trying to take, take, take from someone who had nothing to give. I mean, that's not their fault, of course, but when she and I started working together, I knew we needed to find a way for her to heal herself and to approach this new chapter of her life with love, love for herself, love for humanity, and an abundance of love to give to a relationship. So in addition to some root work for the trauma, we also started heart chakra work to heal from grief, to learn self-acceptance, and to act from compassion. Now, I would love to tell you that she immediately found a fabulous new relationship, but we're actually still working together. It's a process, and she's growing. She's healing. And when the time comes, she'll be ready for the relationship That's perfect for her in the moment. You might be thinking that that's a very simple example, but it does just distill the manifestation work down to this principle. You get what you give. And you can create more of the kinds of things you want to get by creating more of the kinds of things you want to give. Do you want love? Put love into the world. Do you want peace? Put peace out there. 
This even works with success, whatever your definition of that is. If you want to be successful, do the kinds of things with the kinds of emotions that successful people do. They don't hide in the corner worrying. They take action from a place of joy and excitement. They don't hoard their resources. They invest them in themselves. A feeling of generosity, not scarcity. It seems so counterintuitive when we're caught up in our lower chakras, just trying to survive. But when we bring our manifesting intentions up into the heart, that's where the magic starts. The simplest way to do this, I think, is something you've heard a thousand times, most likely. Practice gratitude. Some people like to keep a gratitude journal or think of three things every night that they're grateful for. That's a wonderful way to do it. Uh, I like to do gratitude meditations. I will sit quietly for 10 to 15 minutes, first just relaxing my body and mind, focusing on my breath. Then I bring to mind something that makes me feel grateful or joyful or loving or all three a lot of the time. I concentrate on that feeling in my heart. Then I purposefully grow the feeling. The light of my heart chakra gets bigger and bigger until it fills my whole body and then the room I'm sitting in and then my house and then my neighborhood and so on until I might actually burst with happiness. And then I leave that feeling right where it is. Take a deep breath and go into my day. Even if bad or sad things happen, that feeling can be so big. It takes up so much space that those things don't get to the core of me. Now that's not to say I ignore sadness or tragedy But instead of taking the sadness or anger on as my own, I can respond with love and compassion. Now that's how I do it. And when I'm really diligent about it, it makes all the difference. You can try any practice you like, but that's how your heart chakra will assist you in your manifesting. All right, my friends, that's it for this week. I hope you're enjoying this series and that you're planting all kinds of seeds that will grow into amazing, beautiful results. If you would like to follow Your Chakra Coach, I am on Instagram and Facebook. I also have a Patreon page that you can donate to if you want to support the show. And you'll get a variety of extras, including the full seven-day manifestation course I created that goes into a lot more detail and activity and builds on this series. Mm, What else? Oh, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, you can rate and review the show there, which I always appreciate. I love reading your reviews, and I think they're, they're just so kind. But remember that the best way to support this show and be involved is to tell your friends about the show if you think they'd like it, and to keep doing the work in yourself to find balance and wholeness and love. Build it in yourself, then bring it to the world. Let's let's manifest more for everyone. Have a wonderful week and I will see you again soon. Bye.